What is up, guys? Welcome to episode seven of Crave the Book. Today, Amber and I cover chapters 22 through 25 of Tracy Wolf's Crave series. And in this part of the book, we're kind of getting our first really intimate interactions between Jackson and Grace. Jackson has breakfast delivered to Grace's room, and obviously that inspires a little bit of romance and some really, really swooning thoughts. So let's go ahead and jump in. What's up, guys? Today, we're going to be covering chapters 22 through 25 of Tracy Wolf's Crave. I'm Starla, and my friend Amber and I are going to be kind of going chapter cha- by chapter uh, from 22 through 25. So if you've missed past episodes, I know that we tend to see the most views on episode one, and then those tend to kind of dip off a little bit for the uh, other episodes in the series. Make sure that you follow them because we are covering everything in order, and then once we finish Crave, we will move on to Crush and then Covet, and then by then, hopefully we'll be able to cover Court. So that will be super duper exciting. Uh, one little thing, though, if you have not finished Crave or Crush or Covet, uh, you want to make sure that you listen for <gasps> the howl. And Amber, if you're if you're done with your note, did you want to let them know what the howl means? Of course. So the howl, like every other week that we have done the podcast for, it is a warning for anybody who hasn't made it past where we've read up to, or at least to the end of Crave, that the things that we're going to be speaking about after the howl are probably going to be spoilers or fan theories, things that we think might happen in the subsequent books or even the movie. Um, So make sure to switch off, come back again when you have read the books, um, just we don't want to spoil anything and we don't want to ruin any surprises. So uh, don't don't be afraid to to drop out. We're, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, you can always come back and listen to them later. So um, and we tend to go all the way, like all the way to covet. So don't be afraid to bounce out. We don't want to be the re- reason that the series has been spoiled for you because that's no fun. But uh, I'm ready to jump right in because there is quite a bit to cover. Our, in our last episode, we went over the snowball fight and we kind of broke down Flint's legendary snowball fight and everything that took place there. But now Grace is back in her room. Her her ankle is hurt and she's just kind of hanging out with Macy. Um, one thing that I wanted to address really early this episode is that I love that Grace isn't just talking like nice internal dialogue about Jackson the whole time. Like in a lot of books, it's almost like the, the narrator says nothing bad about the love interest, even when the love interest is being a jerk. I mean, I I have seen them say, you know, Oh, he's, he's being a jerk. He's being so cold, but it's, Grace is like, oh, he's having a temper tantrum. Like, Grace isn't being shy to just call it as she sees it. Um, which, I mean, he did have a bit of a temper tantrum, especially with the Flint <laughs> situation. Not that, not that he didn't have reason to be since Flint, uh, you know, I guess that that would go into spoiler territories. Flint, Flint is, did not act normal 
after saving Grace. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't subtle. He 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 was very bad at covering up whatever it was that he did. Yeah, there was something going on there. Um, and Grace is kind of talking about how Jackson makes her feel. Oh, he makes me feel so different. He makes me feel different than I've ever felt. But then she starts talking about an ex-boyfriend named Gabe. Is this the only time that we hear about Gabe? Um, I'm not entirely sure. The thing is, it gets mentioned a lot in any in any especially paranormal romance where they're like yeah but just compared to simon or john (laughs) like just like the most normal of names um and they always go like he's so different or i never did much with thing or uh this person it's always comparing them to their previous boyfriends and did don't we do that we we really do that absolutely i mean it's really mean to do it. Like you should never compare, but at the same time, if you've never gone as bad as you could with an ex, then you'll never know whether you're stepping up or stepping down if you compare. It doesn't sound like Gabe was a bad guy. It just sounds like Gabe and Grace had a really boring relationship. <laughs> yeah, she friend zoned him a little bit. I think <laughs> they. Uh, she said that they made out a little bit, but it doesn't sound like they really. Uh, they didn't really hit it off very well. Um, the thing is, you can't ever do. I like. I, I mean, I can't really speak from anybody who has had that experience. But if you've always been friends with someone. And then you start a relationship and it isn't an immediate, this was what we were supposed to be all along. It wasn't just friends. We were supposed to be lovers. If it's still like tepid after that, then it's probably not really going to go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, and I won't say that there isn't like love grows, I think, in time. Um, yeah, but if you have to work at it to right. be able to have that feeling for them, then they're probably not the right person for you. Yeah, like there needs to be something there. Sometimes it comes unexpectedly. It's like, oh, someone you've known all your life and then, oh, you know what? <laughs> I kind of do like you, but you should never have to work. Like there, And it always happens at the wrong moment. That realization, you're like, oh man, why couldn't I have realized this a few weeks ago when he was available and now he's not? No! Well, that is that is a toxic thing in and of itself because if you're looking at someone and you're like, ooh, you know, now that they're not available, I want them, then that might be a, a bit of a, a something that <laughs> yeah. you need to look at in your own psyche, why you only want people who are unavailable. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a you problem. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe you should be talking to a therapist about that. Um, yeah, and I also noticed how quickly Macy changed her mind about Jackson because first she's like, stay away from him. He's dangerous, da-da-da-da. And then out of nowhere, she's like, if you don't kiss him, I'm going to kiss him. Swoon. <laughs> yeah, she's she's also talking about the fact that well, I would have continued to say that he was bad for you up until the point where I saw you two together and how he looks at you. And I think the way that Macy describes it as it like physically pains him to not be touching you. Yeah. I 
And and he does touch her several times in front of Macy. He picks her up. He touches her foot. He stares at her intently and then runs away. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the reaction I would have had if I saw my friend going through what Grace and Jackson are, are going through. I don't know if I would have, like, shifted my opinion that fast especially with everything that Macy knows about Jackson because she's known him for a long time. Um, and yeah, she- I, I would be thinking that maybe there was a bit of manipulation going on there, that if you've known this person, you're like, it's since he's fifth grade, I think it was mentioned later that they've known each other for a long time. And then all of a sudden he's okay around this new person. You'd be slightly suspicious before being like, a, oh, maybe you've just changed him for the better. It was like, no you you shifty why why have you changed your character so fast and so quickly on a dime what's going on this sounds this sounds iffy maybe that's just like our life experience speaking because when i was (laughs) with with cynical (laughs) yeah when i was a teenager i would have been like oh i can change him i can change anyone he'll change for me and that's not the case i'm special i'm special he sees me different than he sees anybody because i'm special and then in reality um no there's just there tends to be a sweet little honeymoon period with any relationship where they will act exactly as they think they need to act in order to you know keep you especially if it's somebody who shows like narcissistic tendencies which we often see in YA romance uh male characters um and yeah and and you you think that you're going to change them and then in reality they're just kind of showing you what you want to see but that can't last forever thankfully in this mm-hmm. case well actually you know what I'm wrong I was going to say thankfully in this case it kind of dies down and Jackson acts like normal uh, a normal boyfriend you know, character, but that doesn't last very long either or either. So, but if you guys have read crush, you'll know that. Um, but a lot of the issue that Macy has right now is because she's super duper nervous about the clicks mixing. And she already tells grace that she can't be friends with Flint and date Jackson because the clicks don't mit or mix. Um, but she tells her, you don't have a click yet. Yet. Is there, is there foreshadowing in here that I, you don't have a click yet? I mean, maybe it's Macy being that teenage sort of girl where she feels like, well, you can't just sit on the fence. You have to be in or out of a click you have you have to you have to advent, identify it as one of them because i don't think macy actually knows there is anything to foreshadow or to and she she must know that she's not one of the four at least right right i mean and it's not like okay of all of the different factions how many of those factions can turn a human into their paranormal. I don't think that we should go into the what types of paranormal, since obviously we'll have readers who don't know. Um, but how many can be turned? Like vampires but can turn. Werewolves. 
Werewolves can turn, but I think that's it, right? Maybe they just need to like chuck a bucket of water on her legs and see whether she grows a tail. <laughs> like what? What is it exactly that needs to happen to turn Grace into something? As and- as her best friend, I'd be absolutely just like and like she'd think that it was us hazing her, but <laughs> I would just be trying it like maybe this will work. What about this? Let's try this one. Let's try this. She must she must change. She has to change. She can't just be a puny human. Maybe that's why Mark and Quinn tried to throw her outside. They're like, maybe the cold will change her. She's like one of those <laughs> color changing things that changes color when it's cold and hot. She's a mood ring. <laughs> she is. She's a mood ring. Let's just toss her out in the snow and see what happens. And they said that. They said, let's see what she can do. What will she do in the <laughs> snow? Um, She'll be purple. She'll turn and then purple. when she... <laughs> oh so oh no she angry you can tell she's orange (laughs) oh my god um so we get a little bit about heather um heather is just very briefly sprinkled in i i really hope that in court like heather becomes a character i i I hope she like flies in and she's like i'm a gorgon and then goes ha ha and then breaks everyone (laughs) heather is the mermaid you've been craving she just flips (laughs) around like a fish out of water we need a mermaid we do we need a we need a crave mermaid character but But um, i need it to be a really sarcastic mermaid like someone who is a little bit badass like i i don't want any flouncy mermaid you know just like sitting there preening their hair like i want i want a badass mermaid (laughs) She's, uh, well, I think that Heather would be the perfect mermaid because we already don't know a lot about her other than, well, her mom's a psychiatrist. Yeah. And she lives in San Diego, which is by the beach. (gasps) Oh, maybe she's a were crab. (laughs) The plot thickens Heather the were crab, (laughs) except they don't. she does a we bite. We have a cover for that. <laughs> oh, we do. We could make one of the fake covers. She uh, she doesn't bite. Crab. She uses her pinch, her little pinchers, and then you turn into a crab. My favorite thing about this because I listened to the, uh, Crave first through audiobook about halfway through before I decided that I could not tolerate the narrator doing Jackson's voice. Um, like I, I think it's just because I'm not used to audiobooks. I don't really listen to audiobooks. But the transition between the female narrator doing Grace and Macy and then doing Jackson and making him sound like this, like, I just couldn't That's take- sexy, right? Oh, so sexy. Very sexy. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't anymore, and I had to stop. But at this point, because this is the first time through these chapters that I've read them myself and given the characters my own, like, voice, um, because at this point, I was still listening to the audiobook. And I completely missed that Heather had asked if there were any hot guys or girls at the school, but then sent the DTF emoji. And I, me being 29 years old, you know, I'm not, I'm not hip with the kids, yo. I'm not down with the times, dog. So I had to actually like Google it. And I'm like, does DTF still mean the same thing that I think it does? Oh, it does. I still don't know what it is. I'm like, I, I was hoping that you would down explain down to 
uh, fluff. I don't want to get our channel demonetized. What? Down to our Amber. But, ev- but even with that word, the word that I know that you're trying to say, it still doesn't make sense. Are you? Hey, are you down to to fluff? Oh, are you are you down to fluff? But that in no. the in that context, it didn't make any sense because Heather is like, are there any hot guys or girls asking for a friend? DTF emoji. All of our young she's, she's, audience right now she's is wanting rolling. a hookup. She's wanting a oh okay. She's wanting a hookup with one of her. Yeah, it's like it's like the whole like, does she have a sister? Kind of thing. Should have hooked her up with Macy. <laughs> what, didn't she take a picture of her and Macy? She and did. Then, uh, just Macy. And and then Heather is Heather is Heather gay? She, I think she's bi. Well, there you go. That's what I said. She should have just sent Macy her way. Aww. Aww. Maybe maybe that's who she was supposed to be with all along. <gasps> Caught. Caught in court. <laughs> the wear crab and the. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! See, now we're just pulling things out of thin air. This—that's the. This is why we should wait until after the hell to be to be crazy. Yeah, because then we just go all over the place. <laughs> just like never trust a cry. <laughs> cry. Never trust a cry. <laughs> oh, looks like the next notes are yours. So I'll let you go. <laughs> so. There, there's a there's a line that says like like is too insipid a word for the emotions Jackson stirs up in me, and I've never ever like resonated with a sentence that ma- uh, that Grace has ever said in Crave so far, except for that one. And I think that I remember when I was in high school, and people were like, so do you like him? And I'm like, like is such a why can't you say like so do you find him attractive it's always do you like him do you like him oh you like him like him and i'm like oh just it it reminded me of being at school and having those conversations with girlfriends and being already a lot more advanced than them in my relationships it's like i like like how he looks Yeah, like also being experienced with love and also like manipulation as well, where I thought that the relationship that I was was in was a real one. Um, so yeah, being asked, so do you like him? Is such a weird question for me to like. Imagine if somebody asked you now, at like twenty twenty nine years old, you're dating, and somebody goes, so do you like him? I'm like. Ugh. Or do you like like him? Like is something that I do like to strangers. Yeah, like you're all right. Are you are you interested in him? Like, do you have anything in common? Do you find him attractive? Do you want to take things further? There are so many other questions. That, do you like him? You like him like him. This is a lesson to all of our high school listeners. Be the be the one who stands out in your group. Get rid of the word like and replace it with something that actually makes the other person think because I think that first instinct is going to be like, yeah, I like him. No, ask them, do do your values align with his? <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> how how are your guys' uh, political views together? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more like, can you see yourselves together? Like, it's not just do you like him, it's... 
would you want to spend a bit more time with him? And those questions are the ones that you're going to get the juicy answers to. It's not just, do you like him? Because that's really, it's only going to get one one or the other answer, isn't it? It's going to be yes or no. Ask them, ask them interesting questions to get the juicy, juicy deets. Don't, not, not do you like him? Yeah, especially if you're nosy like Amber and I are. Like, if you're yeah. actually trying to find out if your friend likes somebody, ask them some questions that's, you know, that will result in better answers because then you'll get to learn more. And if your friend needs help, you'll know how to better help them and give them advice as well. Um, we're we're like hands down the Macy at the end of this chapter where she's like, and, and what feelings does he make you feel? And then Grace answers and she's like, God damn it, you 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 got it out of me. Yeah, you you tricked me. Yeah, we're the, we're that we're those people. We ask the right questions to get the the good answers. I think of the answer that I want to get first, and then I shape the question around the answer that I'm trying for. <laughs> I'll make sure that I always shape the question according to the answer that I am looking for. You're playing like backwards. Uh, what's what's the game? The the game the, the the game where like you you answer by giving the question oh. to the answer that's on the board. Oh, I don't know. Um, it's a game show. Oh crap! Uh, uh, uh. Everybody, everybody is screaming at us. <laughs> uh, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> no, is it like Blockbuster? No. Uh, blankety pro- blank. No. It's probably some weird game show that has a different name for us in the u.s than it does in the uk and you'll get either way (laughs) yeah you guys get the you 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 reverse engineer the question yes by giving the answer that you want exactly but that's that's the psychological approach to to go about it because then you get the answer that that you're actually looking for rather than them saying, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe twirls hair. (laughs) Um, So almost tea spillage, Amber, is that like, is that a sin? You noted that. Did you know (laughs) that? Is, is, is that offensive? Are you offended? No, I meant tea as in gossip tea. Oh, um, like he's different than anybody I've ever met. And she's like, she's being really like genuine and sincere. And she's starting to like explain her feelings for Jackson. And then Macy just does that snort laugh. And she's (laughs) like, yeah, well, he will be. And she almost gives the game away again by being too, I don't know what the word is, but she's she's trying to have that gossipy conversation and then realizing that there's certain things that she probably wants to speak to grace about like when you're talking about guys with your your best friend you you want to be able to ask them as many questions as possible and i think that macy was probably limited because she couldn't tell her half of the story because she can't say what he is I mean, have you ever been in a situation like that where you were bound to a secret by like a friend, but then you had to talk to somebody else and and there were just details that you could not disclose, but you couldn't hold yourself from being like, (laughs) well, about that, (laughs) but you couldn't actually say what you wanted to say? Oh, yeah, but I'm really, really bad at keeping secrets, like really, really bad. Oh, yeah. Um, So people always get it out of me anyway. I'm usually just honest. I'm usually like, you know, I can't. Because it's always a situation with me where like, 
I'm friend like in high school I would be friends with like the girl, but I'd also be friends with her boyfriend, and then she'd tell me something, but I wouldn't be allowed to tell him. But then I'd be talking to him and he could tell that something was up. And I'm like, I just, I can't tell you. Go talk to your girl. I can't tell you. This is between (laughs) you two. She told me not to tell, but I'm a bad, I'm a bad secret keeper. Yeah. I always like, I try, I try and skirt around the topic, but I don't do a very good job of it. Um, We found out, because I I played a a board game over the, uh, not this weekend, the weekend before, and it was, it was a game of bluff, but it was a silly game of bluff. Um, And uh, I found out that I'm really good at telling when other people are lying, but I'm also really amazing at pretending that I'm lying, but I cannot lie for anything. (laughs) That's what you just start pretending that you're lying when you actually need to lie and then you'll be a real liar. It was like, it was really embarrassing where they were like, they believed that I was lying when I was trying to pretend to lie so that they then thought that I was suspicious so that the next time when I actually did have to lie, they caught me out. (laughs) It was weird. But yeah, I've realized that I'm a terrible liar. I think it depends on what I need to lie about and what the stakes are. If it's something to my own demise, I'll be a bad liar. If I'm protecting somebody else, I feel like I'm a better liar. It just depends on what it is that I'm lying about. Like if somebody walks in and they're like, hey, do you like my dress? Does it make my butt look big? I'll be like, nah, girl, that looks amazing on you. You look fantastic. <laughs> like I can, I can the thing lie. Is that has no consequences as well. That has, that has no consequences. There's no life or death scenario in it. But also you don't need to continue furthering the lie to be able to get like past it. I think that's my main fear. When I start to lie, I think that oh now how many more times am I going to have to lie to keep this lie going? And so then I panic and then I'm just like I'd rather just tell them the truth straight out and then they're not going to ask me again. <laughs> right, right. Um oh so when I was reading through, I noticed that you noted the Cherry Garcia ice cream. Do you guys have Ben and Jerry's? We have Ben and Jerry's, but we do not have Cherry Garcia. We have very limited flavors. And then when we bring out a new flavor, everybody flocks to the stores and gets it. And then it's also really hella expensive here. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, it's pretty expensive here too. It's like one of the more bougie ice creams. Um what what specifically was your note like about that ice cream? Um, well, I'm thinking I am in Ohio in four weeks' time. Yes. And I thought that I could we could do maybe a little Instagram story of our faces if people would be interested in seeing me trying some of the food that is mentioned that is super American, trying some of the food that is mentioned throughout the Crave series. Oh um, Pop So like cherry yeah, pop charts, cherry Garcia ice cream, um, waffles. Like we don't have like proper American waffles here. Um, so all of the things I'm gonna be starting making notes, and um, I think that we could do like like little stories on our Instagram to just kind of have some fun. Yeah, let's do cherry Garcia. For those who don't know, cherry Garcia is. The tribute ice cream for Jerry Garcia, who is the guitarist for The Grateful Dead. And it is cherries and chocolate. And it's, I mean, it's good, but it's definitely not 
it's not anything phenomenal. It's exactly what you think it tastes like. It's cherries and chocolate. Um, but there are some really, really good Ben and Jerry's flavors that are harder to get your hands on. There's uh, fish food, P-H-I-S-H, fish, like the band fish. Really? Yes. That's hard for you to get. Fish food? Yeah. Fish. It's like the only bloody flavor we get here. Ooh, I love fish food. That's one of my favorites. There's it's um, like, it's everywhere. <laughs> the The Tonight Show has their own with Stephen Colbert. They have the Tonight Dough, and it's a Stephen Colbert's special flavor, which is, he's all American politics, so I doubt you'd know who Stephen Colbert no, is. and we don't have that here. <laughs> and it's it's really good, too. But anyway, yes, uh we will try all of the things. Start putting those in our Trello board as we as we read through okay. them. Um, and yeah. we will have a day where we just try all of the things and we'll sit on the floor and we should get we should get some wigs. We should get like <laughs> like I'm a I'll get a Macy wig and you get a Grace wig and then I'll just feed you all of the foods. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll cosplay it out. <laughs> um, I'm I'm down. Yeah, the ones that we have, we have fish food, we have cookie dough. Uh, we have uh, like the chocolate fudge brownie kind of flavor. I don't think I don't even remember what the pun is. Um, but then we have like a few like limited edition ones that sprinkle through. But those are the those are the main ones. Like we don't really have a huge selection at all. So if we can't get Cherry Garcia, we'll get something weird and and make me try it oh cherry garcia is the most common one here it's everybody knows that's really probably, yes that's probably why she picked that one because it's the most it's memeable <laughs> yeah it's everybody knows what cherry garcia is um okay let's see did, did you think this was going to be the conversation because you know when when a girl breaks out the ice cream and she's like, okay, we need to talk. And then she doesn't talk. She just eats half the pint of ice cream with you before she even says anything. It's going to be a conversation. Did did you think that it was going to be the well, conversation? I think I did. For the, fir the, first, the first time around, I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be the conversation that has been sort of hanging over people's heads for a very long time. But then even with the second one, I was like, I wonder how much she divulges in this conversation. Because I don't, I remember Grace being completely unaware for several more chapters. Um, and then even then, I don't, I don't think that the information that she sat her down to, to talk about was even that wild. No, it definitely wasn't. It was, I mean, it, it was, wasn't, it wasn't Ben and Jerry's worthy. No, or, or sitting and eating half the pint before you even open your mouth to speak. Though... From that discussion, I absolutely visualized like when when she said that they all started, you know, that they'd all been going to school together since like the fifth grade. And there was another school that they went to together. And that way, you know, all of them knew each other, all the different factions. I was just like, oh, were they all like little baby monsters together? Did they all go to monster preschool? Like, are, <laughs> how far back does this start? Are we, are they all, do they do monster elementary school together? I'm, I'm wondering. Now I have more questions. When, when do you start monster training for all the wee little monsters? Can you imagine, like, you know, like how terrible twos is awful, like awful, awful. Can you imagine a werewolf terrible too? Or a dragon. Ugh. Are they full grown? Are they a full blown dragon or are they a little like 
like little Norbert. Do they have to learn to fly like is there like an adolescence of learning to fly? Like learning to walk. So they learn to crawl. They 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 have like tummy time and everything. <laughs> <laughs> they learn they learn to crawl and then they learn to walk and then, and then and then and then they learn to fly. <laughs> I propose a baby monster sitcom. I think that that would be the best I, way. I'd watch it. Yeah. I'd watch it. I want it to be like Baby Monster Daycare, where they're teaching all the little creatures how to be little creatures. Um, And and during the whole conversation, she said that, Macy said that something happened a year ago that caused all the issues between the factions. And Grace was like, oh, yeah, Hudson's death. And then Macy's like, how did you know about Hudson's death? Um. And then she teased it. She was like, well, did he tell you that Hudson was actually dead? And then Grace is like, wait, isn't he? <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's dead. I'm definitely dead. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Dead. I'm, uh, I'm just wondering, what is it? What is it about Hudson dying that would have caused issues between the students, though? Like, that's. And the students, like, I can understand some of it when we... Trauma, stop. Trauma. Trauma, but trauma, I would think, would bring them together because they obviously had to kind of unite against, you know, for the greater good and uniting as a school. Like, I don't know. I'm still I can't confused. Hear hot fuzz when whenever anybody says the Greg. <laughs> I can't unhear it. So I that want- is that is where I'm from, by the way. Like that was filmed 20 minutes from where I grew up. I want that. Those accents are mine from when I grew up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> For the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. <laughs> oh God. Um, I want. I want a backstory book. I want. I, we always do these, like, Tracy, if you're listening. Like, I, I, that's how I'm feeling right now. Tracy, if you're listening and you need another idea, like, I want I want a book about that time period. I want a book <laughs> of Catmere before Grace ever went there. I want, like, little baby Jackson and little baby Hudson. And I want I want a full sequence of events of everything that took place and what led up to the Crave series. It should be called The Short First Life of Hudson. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's already got the hourglass cover. Oh. We can come up with something better. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a... It's like the thing that I'm most interested in, and I don't think we're ever going to get like a book about it, but I really do have my fingers crossed. Like, I think... I'm curious about what happens to you know, in, in charm, but God, I would love to know what Katmira was like before Grace got there. That, that, just that year, you know, just give me one book about that year. That's what I really want. Um, I I think what you really want is to know how he died. I do. I want to know, was it gory? Was it brutal? What did, did Jackson just like, was it like a poof thing where he just (laughs) didn't cease to exist? I want to know. Uh, I've got image. I've got images of Jackson just accidentally like, um, <laughs> what's the word? What's the word? Um, oh no! Oh, what's his power? Telekinesis. Tell he yeah, just telekinetically moving a banana skin to the middle of the floor. <laughs> slips on it, cracks his head open. Done. Makes that little noise. 
<laughs> Wait, let me let me try to that throw in a sound bite that is of that. Hudson's dead. Let me see. Do I have a sound a sound effect of it? If so, it'll go right here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how he died. That that's it. That's the end. The banana did it. Everybody, do um, hashtag banana Hudson, and I don't know. Post a picture of yourself <laughs> eating a banana. banana Hudson. <laughs> Sounds like oh, that's the next Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yes, Tracy, email them. <laughs> banana Hudson. <laughs> I'd eat that. I would. I would eat that ice cream for Shersies. It's got a. Uh, and oh god, it it should be like banana and waffle chunks. Ooh yes, <laughs> I'd eat it. Oh for sure. Um, speaking of waffles, this is where, to to this point, Grace is engaged in a nice little texting back and forth with Jackson. And, um, first time I read this, like, I got the heart flutter, like, you get when you get a mysterious text. Like, you, you don't know who sent it. And they're asking uh, is, you. Is, is yours, is yours a happy flutter or, or an anxious flutter? Both. But in this case, <laughs> in this case, because I know it's not actually me. Here's the thing. What I don't like is getting an impersonal text that I can tell was not meant for me. But if I get a text that is meant for me, like that's, you know, that's, that's more exciting. That's like, ooh, ooh, who wants? Oh, I love getting texts that aren't supposed to be for me. That's fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, depends on what's in them. I've had arguments with people who are, who are, insist that I am like John Smith and I'm like, no, I have no idea who you are. And they're like, yes, you do. Don't you remember? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> but yeah. And um, my note for this was texting a guy that you're flirting with is so much easier than actually talking to them. Um, and Mark and I, my husband, what's funny is we will be in the same house like not even 10 feet away from each other and we will still message each other through Facebook messenger rather than just get up and have a conversation with each other. And if we have to have a hard conversation, we actually will message each other rather than sit down and talk because I am not good at confrontational situations. And if we have something where we kind of need to like, not argue, but we need to have like a serious, yeah, I am better sending him a message because he knows and I know that I will not say what I want to say. And my brain doesn't work in a linear direction. It it goes all over the place. My lines are like a zigzag pattern. Um, so Style when I- Style the pogo stick. Exactly. I'm, I'm everywhere. And I would rather be able to stop, reread what I've written, go back, make corrections, make sure it comes out correctly- Rather than rather than sit and try to have a discussion about it, and in the other way, another direction as well. If he sends you something, you don't have to reply straight away. You're not stuck in a conversation like face to face. It actually sometimes when you've got the message and you don't reply straight away, the other person's kind of getting that opinion that you're taking your time to answer. You're not just jumping in. It's not a knee jerk reaction. It's not something said in spite. It's usually that you have to mull it over to be able to reply properly. Right, right. And, and you know, it keeps, 
It keeps you from saying something like out of impulse. You know, you have, and even in the, in this context with Grace and Jackson, she's able to really think about what she wants to say, except for when she doesn't. And then she kind of says, she and says, it builds up the anticipation. She, she gets excited about the noise chiming on her phone. And I have definitely been in there, like when I'm waiting for a message to, to ping through. Um, and it, it actually makes the message more worth it and, and very addicting as well. But when you're just stuck face to face, sometimes the conversation doesn't run as easily. Yeah. And you could reread it over and over again and make sure that, you know, especially if it's something special. Um, I met my husband on MySpace and I mean, MySpace went through and like deleted all the old messages and when they redid their platform, um, but it was before actually Facebook was around. I just hadn't started using it yet because it wasn't super big yet. But yeah, I had all of our like original conversations from where we first started talking. And I remember like how cool it was to be able to go back and read those. So I think that obviously just being careful in any situation where you're flirting over something that's a more uh, permanent thing that can be screenshot and saved, <laughs> being careful about what you say. Yeah, we need we need a we need a word for sexting and and flirting because there's obviously sexting, but there's a lot of innocent flirting that happens before the sexting that doesn't have a name and it's a very flexing. It's a very, it's a very intimate part of human nature and being a teenager and it doesn't even have a name unless it does have a name and we're just too old to know it. Let us know, guys. What what is the word that it? See, the thing is, if they give it a word, then it's going to be all over the news where it's going to be one of those, like, cringy PSAs. Are your kids engaging in blah, blah, blah? Find out. <laughs> Blurting. <laughs> what was that? Blurting. Blurting? Are your kids yeah. engaging in blurting? Find out tonight at seven. <laughs> I don't know where the B came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Grace, uh, she also goes over that, that very common trope of the guy who wants nothing to do with you until you're alone. And here's the thing. It acts so differently with his friends than he does with me. Right. With the second that we're alone, everything's different. And I only, I only like this trope because that was so my husband and I, it was so <laughs> us because like we would go and do things and he would be super duper cool and all around his friends and he'd be he'd treat me like one of the bros and make fun of me and pinch me and you know and i i kind of was like man he's kind of a jerk and then like we would we would start messaging once i got home and he was super nice so <laughs> i like that trope i i think that that's a fun trope it's not you also find that like you you and me were very similar personalities and I find that I chameleon really well into social situations. I don't enjoy it, but I do I do chameleon really well. So I, I tend to get on with any kind of group. I can usually find some point of interest, some commonality between us. Um and I also mimic what they do as well. It's completely um subconscious like i have no idea that i'm doing it deliberately is it's it's completely by accident i don't know what i'm doing but it just happens and sometimes i don't like who i am when i've when i know i've been around certain people like i adopt accents i adopt traits 
Um, and it's gone within like 20 minutes of arriving home again. But I, I do know that like I definitely act differently around different groups of people. And my husband has obviously seen that happen and been like, you really, you try and show off a lot in front of XYZ group. And it's like, oh yeah, like I actually, I'm not even aware that it's happening, but I don't like who I am when I'm in a conversation with them because apparently I'm awful to my husband. I catch myself doing that sometimes too, where like you want to show off. Yeah. And it's not even, and it's not even that I'm conscious of the fact that I'm doing it. It's just, I'm so good at starting to change my color so that I blend Mm -hmm. that it's not to, you want to assimilate. You want to, you want to be liked by them and appreciated and, and respected by them. So therefore you pretend to be, whoever you think their ideal person is, but it's not your ideal person. And it's definitely not your partner's ideal person. Yeah. yeah, There have been a few times where my husband's just been like, you're, you were really mean to me. Like you said some really horrible things and it's not like I was outright horrible, but the things that I would say would maybe be the truth with no filter. There would be no tact. Um, I would just say it outright and things that would like probably be very private and would should probably be best like discussed behind closed doors. I would just blurt out in front of them just to kind of get get a rise out of him because I wanted to prove that I had my husband under my control. And I was like, that's not me at all. Why did I do that? Yeah, I I think that it's something like poking fun is just something that we do in, in uh more social settings. Um, and I think that it kind of roots back to our like need for dominance in social groups where we try to dominate a social group, uh, by trying to be the strongest one within that social group. And, you know, I, I found as I've gotten older and read a little bit more about, you know, human interactions and psychology, one of the best things that you can do is pick something to make fun of about someone in the group, like to poke fun of. But pick something that isn't a permanent part about them or something that can't be taken personally. So like never about like the way that they look, but something that is completely either untrue um, and, and so absurd that it's clear that it's untrue or something that is not like permanent uh, about them. Um, like, for example, if, like, one of my friends came over and, I don't know, they had, like, allergies and were, like, blowing their nose all the time, like, that would be something that I wouldn't be too afraid to, like, make a little joke about just because they're not, they're not, sick is not something about them. They are not, they're not perpetually sick. I'm not offended if someone's like, ew, you're sick, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've I've actually been trying to learn a little bit more about like proper ways to joke with people that can't be taken offensively if that makes sense i find the i find the easiest way is to usually take the piss out of myself yes self-deprecating humor i do that really well yeah (laughs) self-deprecating humor but making sure that you're not doing it so much that you're uh coming off as just talking badly about yourself all the time because that also can be portrayed as this person only talks crap about themselves yeah i've I've also heard a rule that you should never comment on someone's appearance unless they can fix it in six seconds yes so um you have an eyelash on your cheek or you have a bit of like dirt on your nose or um 
are you okay? You've got a really red eye or something. Like they might not be able to fix that, but it's something that they would then want to know about themselves. But if if you can't fix it and if they can't fix it within six seconds, then just let it go. Yeah, there's always that friend that they walk in and they didn't get like sleep the night before and they walk in and their eyes are all red and you're like, oh, what have you been smoking? Look at those red eyes. Ooh, you know, and that's that's just like they've been crying in the car because their dad. Right. As long as as long as they haven't been crying and it's just because their eyes are red. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you know that like you're your label is still on your dress or something and then they go oh no i didn't and then you can do it but you've immediately made their night better because you were the one that noticed it as soon as possible yeah um however you know we're talking about things that are acceptable and unacceptable to make fun of um and since jackson is a fantasy character i do not feel badly at all saying that truly madly deeply is literally an the the worst song ever have you guys have you guys (laughs) listened to that song like for everybody who came across that part in the book because i'm assuming that most of you are are a little bit younger um did you actually stop and take time to turn that song on because if not when jackson says that that is his favorite song boy oh boy make sure you turn it on because it is a treat um and (laughs) it is absolutely awful brown eyed girl is kind of cute though it though it be mighty old um <laughs> but yeah truly his madly- taste in music is very eclectic like <sighs> none of them match each other true i mean when i think okay so having like some kind of retro musical taste like that's respectable um i i'm i'm fine with that truly madly Especially deeply yes he's like 200 years old <laughs> yeah truly madly deeply is an awful song it is terrible. And I'm sorry for anybody who likes that song, but holy moly, like I cringe when I listen to it because I hate it so much. Um, I just, yeah. Anyway. And then, and then we also got our, uh, we got our waffle scene. We've got Jackson bringing more presents. He's brought, uh, had someone bring up Twilight for Grace, which Macy thought was hilarious. If you need any more foreshadowing there. Like she was, Grace seemed offended. Grace was like, "I." <laughs> She's like, "I like this book." I Don't like. You mean? I like it. Well, she hadn't read it yet. She'd never read it before, but she like she liked the idea of it. She was like, "I like it. I think it's sweet." And Macy's just like, <laughs> "She's like, it is sweet, but for different reasons." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I remember because I was still listening to the audiobook by this point. And I was, I remember exactly where I was. It's like when, when a, na- when a natural disaster hits, like, you know, you remember exactly where you were when it happened. And I remember I was dusting my fireplace <laughs> and I just had to stop and pause it because I started laughing. I'm like, there's so much awareness here. Tracy is so aware. I love <laughs> it. Um, and then. She she was ready to sit and start reading, but she hears another knock at the door, and she's still texting Jackson, and and then she finds out that it's him at the door. Did you notice that she invited him in again? Yep. She specifically invited him. And he got stung him. by the beads. Yeah. 
he flinched as he passed over the threshold. Maybe it's because did, did did the did the people who brought the like food in did they did they wince? Um, I don't think it was I noted. Think they did. Huh. I wonder if it's because um the woman who brought the food in is from the kitchen, which would mean that she is of the same faction as Macy, and maybe there yes. was some enchantment taking place there where she was able to avoid getting zapped. Which is just racism, guys. Yeah, it's yeah. Just racism. That's not that's not cool. That's not cool. Se- you're segregating your front doors now. Macy, come on now, girl. <laughs> but yeah. She I I'm still a little confused like why he got zapped when he was in he was invited. Does everybody get zapped? Even if they're invited? Maybe it's not the invitation that is um like maybe the 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 threshold is the the thing that you have to do to get them in but maybe the beaded curtain was a, as another form of protection the extra layer like, maybe maybe it's like a doorbell like, like the double layer of and it just like a, the ring doorbell and it just like pings to to <laughs> macy and she's like oh so and so has just walked in Ooh. That's a little creepy, though, because if Macy's not around and she's sharing the room, then she's going to know exactly who's going in and out. Mm-hmm. Macy. My, my. Yeah. She doesn't need any any webcams up. She's got a beaded curtain. <laughs> I asked I asked my husband whether we could get a beaded curtain because we're planning <laughs> on putting our, our, our sofa, like our couch, in front of a, a doorway that we don't we don't plan to use from now on. And then we put it there and then obviously we're still just going to have like half of a doorway there. So I was like, oh, we could get a beaded curtain. He was like, I will put a block on our account just so you won't buy a beaded curtain. <laughs> you got to get one <laughs> of those. so against it. You got to get one of those super duper like hippie ones like with, uh, uh, you guys don't have smoke shops there, do you? You don't have head shops. No, <laughs> I forgot. But we definitely have. We ha- we definitely have like the patterns and the images. Oh, and things, okay. But people do it to be cool rather than because they tend to live that lifestyle. Yeah. We- Otherwise, it would be a big warning sign for all the police to walk. <laughs> They're everywhere here. It's it's totally normal here, even in even in states where um activities are not legal. Smoke shops are everywhere here. We'll have to just just for fun. We'll just have to take you into one just so you can get the culture shock since they're not normal there. Um, but yeah, there's beaded curtains, black light posters, all kinds of stuff. And that's that's not the type of beaded curtain I had in mind though. I had like pretty little beads and crystals like with a nice nice sunset beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like sun catcher <laughs> type. Girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Jackson. Ends up coming over, gives Grace a really weird foot rub, which is, you know, it's kind of strange. A little weird. They're alone. And the first thing he does is, like, start rubbing her ankle, which... <laughs> and he flirts really, really badly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he asks Grace, he's like, so, like, why, what's with the terrible jokes? And she's like, oh, like, it runs in my family. Like, I got it from my mom. It's in my jeans. And then she was like, oh, how are you so good at these foot rubs? And he was like, well, maybe it runs in the family. And I'm like, oh, cringe. <laughs> then- oh, no, he didn't. And then she's like, did you get it? Or no. then he changes it and he's like, no, no, never mind. No. He, he realized that what he came out, what came out of his mouth was just like, don't, no, no, that's, that's bad. 
like, did you inherit anything else from your mom? <laughs> like, that whole conversation was was weird. And then out of so nowhere, quick. he's just like, I need to go. I'm, I need to get out of here. Well, he gave, like, the, like, real indication that he really does not get on with his family. And that's the first point, because um, she asks him, like, did you get anything from your family? And then he said, my eyes, I have my mother's eyes, which very Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, there is this, like... Um, and then she was like, well, what about anything else? And he said, God, I hope not. And, um, yeah, I, I've, I, uh, I relate to him. <laughs> I didn't think much of it reading it the first time simply because I'm like, what teenage boy is like, yeah, I love my parents. My parents are the best. I, I've never dated, like, when I was a teenager, I'd never dated a guy that was just like, oh, yeah, my parents love my parents. They're the best. My parents are rad. No, it's like, I hate my parents. <laughs> I hate my parents. They make me clean my room. They they make so me. So unfair. They're so unfair. Life's unfair. Then again, I was Man, like. did you voice the audiobook? Because you're very close to it. I know. <laughs> Grace. <laughs> You, I mean, really, you have to listen to the audiobook. Like, I, I love her doing Heather and Grace isn't awful, but man. And, and she uses the same voice for Flint and Jackson. So. Oh, no. Yeah, it just. It, maybe we should. Maybe you should have, like, persevered and, and tried to tried to hear some of the other the other characters cool. that we bring in. With the ones with the crazy accents. No, she just. It, it's the same voice for everybody. All the guys just sound like this. <laughs> so I just. Yeah. Um so not happy in the Vega household is is the is the and no. And that's kind of where we end the He's like, "Bye." Yeah, he's out of there. He's like, "Yeah, I'm I I've disclosed this really personal thing and now I need to go." Which I've definitely experienced like with, you know, having dated teenage boys i i think that i've i've had more than one moment where they've disclosed something personal and then they've been like yeah i need to go <laughs> <laughs> oh so i have i have a question because we we've worked out that it is not quite halloween yet within the book no it's already passed it's after halloween it's uh three days after halloween was when it? yeah that three it was three okay. days after halloween when she was in the library and it's been one day after that. So it's four days past Halloween. Okay. So, because I, I swear that he starts changing, like, the bells and stuff for the school day. And he, like, changes it specially for Halloween. So. Not yet. Maybe next. Okay. Maybe. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, everyone seems to be doing a lot of tests and exams. Is is that something that happens in, in U.S. schools? Like, you've only been at school for, like, what? two months and you're already taking exams he just said i was taking a test he didn't say he was taking an exam i think that there but are is, is that a thing there are quarterly i mean tests tests are usually like a friday thing depending on what they are there's usually what? a test just a test to review what you've learned that week 
A small this test. Is so strange to me. You don't have like pop quizzes. Like, okay, everybody clear, no. clear your desk right now. Pop quiz. I'm going to pass out this random piece of paper. Absolutely you, not. You have no. not prepared for this at all, but here's a piece of paper. You will be graded on this. Clear your desks. Notes away. Let's go. Yeah. That, that is where a lot of my anxiety came from was, was pop quizzes where they literally, that's what a pop quiz is. The teacher pops you with a random quiz out of nowhere when you are not prepared. To see, to make no, sure you were paying we, attention. We didn't have that. We had a lot of homework. Um, and we had a lot of like, the teacher would take you outside of the classroom and do like a, the class in a different location so that you would have like a change of scenery just to see whether you hadn't just absorbed it within the classroom when you weren't just reading it off of the wall. Um, and we also had a lot of, um there was a game and this is this is where my anxiety comes from and it was usually in maths class um where they would have like a teddy like a stuffed toy or uh something and they would throw it across the classroom and you had to answer the question before you caught it oh i uh, no, i hate those at least with pop quizzes you had time to like go back to the question at the end if you like blitz through it but there was one question you were stuck on no these these were like they threw like a stuffed toy across the room going, what's six times nine? And then by the time you caught it, you would have to come up with the answer. And that is why I do not know my multiplication table. We had something similar called Minute Math where they would give you a big page of like a hundred multiplication problems and set a timer for one minute and you had to answer as many as you could in a minute. And I, yeah, that's that my brain does not work fast. It works efficiently, but it does not work quickly. I would rather be thorough than be quick and half-ass everything that I do. Um, I am not a huge fan of how the education system uh, treats most brains as if they are all the same, when in reality, we as humans don't really even understand fully how our own brains work. Um, so I, I could do an entire podcast on that, but I won't because I guarantee only 1% of our audience is interested in it. But yes, <laughs> quizzes, uh, and tests and things are just a weekly, <clears throat> a weekly thing. No, that sounds awful. It is. It's very awful. I, we did tests like every Friday. Fr- Friday is supposed to be fun. No, it's like get the test out of the way and then you don't have homework type thing. That's how our teachers no, were. we always had homework. Always had homework. Always, always, always. Ugh. All right, guys. <gasps> oh, I think... I think it is time for us to get into our very few spoiler topics. There wasn't really a whole lot, um, unless you had no idea that, like... You know, this is a vampire romance, which I think most of you did. There wasn't a whole lot that got spoiled. I had a couple notes and thoughts, though. Um, and I know Amber had some notes and thoughts. So Amber, <laughs> one of them was exactly the same as your one. So oh, actually, well, I don't think I added any. <laughs> what was no your first one? I just reread. I just rewrote it with different words, and I think I just expanded on what your thought was. <laughs> oh, okay. The or Hudson. Or is Hudson just one piece of a bigger puzzle? Well, yeah, I added that. And then I added uh, the favorite food thing. Yeah. What do you what do you like <laughs> to eat? And then she's just like, oh, that's too that's too, that's too sexual. Yeah, that's, that's too forward. And then he's like, well, I don't think that we're at that point yet, but I'm sure you'll let me know when we are. Which is a carbon copy of what Flint says later on. 
Yeah, except Jackson's is a lot more suggestive. Like that's, he literally, he said that he wasn't, that's his way of saying, I'm not going to say it, but you already know what I'm thinking, which is just yep. as bad as just saying it. Yep. In in both in both ways as well. He's not just answering. He's not just not answering because, firstly, that's very forward of them for their first kind of texting conversation when they've not been on a date or or anything. They've not. That's the first kind of sexual advance that that has happened. But also, what do you eat? His answer is blood. I mean, that's not really. Gonna, <laughs> it's not going to really yeah. have much place in a conversation either. Yeah, he's able to kind of avert that crisis really quick just by going with the easy, like, he's grabbing the low-hanging fruit here with his answer, but... Talking of fruit, he should have just answered strawberry, winky face. Yeah, that that would have been, not not strawberries, just one strawberry. Because that's all his little (laughs) tum-tum can handle (laughs) before he's got... And, um, And not just that, it's like she asks him what his favorite ice cream flavor is as well and he doesn't answer and like tries to evade the question entirely and that is a spoiler in itself with like the fact he just he can't eat he doesn't have a favorite flavor because all flavors end up coming back up again yeah and you know since he bit he already bit the strawberry at this point i just assume that these vampires could eat by this point first read through and um so I was a little bit like, oh, he's just trying to be that cool guy who doesn't want to, like, talk about, like, favorite ice cream because that's not – ice cream isn't cool. <laughs> I mean, it literally is, but maybe maybe it was just one of those things where he was too cool to talk about his favorite ice cream. <laughs> he also says, like, um, because she said uh, – well, maybe listing not listing your favorite is because you like them all, which is the only acceptable answer in this case. And he says, "We both know that I'm unacceptable in every way." <laughs> what a cocky ass! And then she's just like, "Ooh, swoon!" <laughs> so it's so small. He's so cocky and smarmy. <laughs> it's always it's always the things where they're trying to warn them away. Like, no, go, go on, get away. I'm dangerous and. Yeah. She's having a Bella moment right now. He's given her two clear warnings, the Twilight warning and the the I'm unacceptable warning and she's just like, "Oh my god. <laughs> you are so for me. You are you are everything that I want." Um and then and then <laughs> And she, then there's there's one more. What? Oh, the yeah, she uh <laughs> He asks her for her favorite song. And she says she can't pick just one, which I couldn't either. But he says, what if What if you had to? And she said, you suck. But then he said, you have no idea how much. <clears throat> and like that could be taken as either a vampire thing or like, wow, Jackson. <laughs> oof. Oof, Jackson. Oof. That sounds like a message you should be sending to, sending to, to Flint there, buddy. Um <laughs> It would have been a completely different message if if it would have been him and Flint, which just yeah. you know I'm I am here for that book and whoever writes that fanfic if we don't get that book if if it doesn't happen I know one of you are gonna write that fanfic you send that my way because that's what I want <laughs> I am team Flint and uh, team Jackson they they need to be a thing I'm I team will, Flaxen team Flaxen. <laughs> 
Sounds like a fl- like flax, like a flaxseed. Flaxen. Flaxen is always the color that people go for with blonde hair. When they're writing blonde hair, it's always flaxen hair. Flaxen. What the hell is flaxen? I've never heard is it that. Isn't flaxen like a seed? Flax, flaxseed, but I've never heard flaxen. Then again, a j- gent, glint, j- glint j- j- doesn't. It's also just as bad. Yeah, none of those work. We need a we need a name for Team Jackson slash Flint. We need something cute to root for. Um, but honestly, guys, that's really all we had for spoiler topics because I mean everything was very blunt in in these chapters. However, I did have some fan questions. Amber, did I even tell you that I had fan questions? And are you aware of what they are? Uh, no, I have no idea what they are. <laughs> oh, all right, so. First fan question is, Jackson sends you a copy of Twilight. Have you already read it? <laughs> is this a, because Grace says like, oh, I've never read that, but I've always wanted to. Have, do you think that most of our audience has already read it? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let me see here. Um, you know, it's actually surprising 79% have read it and 21% haven't uh, haven't read it and that equated out to 151 people have read Twilight but 39 haven't maybe they've watched the movies um and oh, then just realized God. that the books weren't worth it <laughs> I'm not dog I'm not dogging on Twilight I promise no i the books Here's the thing. The first Twilight movie shouldn't even be canon. In my opinion. No. It's it's so bad. Um, <laughs> all right. And then... It's so green. <laughs> God, the, the blue tent. You know what? I'm okay with the blue tent. I'm all right with that. What I'm not all right with is that there were so many scenes that could have been added, but they decided to replace those with th- things that were stupid. Like, for example... When Edward first takes Bella to his house, you can see Carlisle's cross leaned up against the steps. And that is, there's significance there. There's a cool backstory to Carlisle's cross that he got from his father, who was, you know, super religious, you know, uh, preacher, anti-magic, yada, yada. Like, that was a significant plot point. But no... He leads her up the steps and he's like, look graduation at Graduation caps. Graduation caps. Like, that didn't... that <laughs> We matriculate a lot. Yeah. Like, that's not... That's... Ooh, it wasn't in the book! <laughs> ah! <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. And then our fan poll of the week was... Or I'm sorry, that was fan poll. Fan question of the week was, what food could Jackson send you? That would immediately win your heart. What about you? Can we do food that would immediately not win my heart? Garlic mushroom. That's an easier question for me. Exactly. Garlic mushroom, fish fingers, or tomatoes? Fish fingers. We don't say fish fingers. We say fish sticks. (laughs) Fish sticks are a completely different thing here. Between fish-, fish sticks are like crab sticks here, like the like weird pink 
tube thing. <laughs> oh, like artificial crab. Yeah. Yeah, fish fingers. Oh, I hate I hate fish fingers. Or mince pies. Mince pies, which you guys don't have. So I'm, I'm bringing a box over because you might really like them. I don't. Uh, mince pies or uh, hot cross buns or, or Christmas pudding. All of those never, ever, ever feed me. <laughs> so what? But um, what would be your your f- magical food that Jackson could provide you? My favorite food. Oh, God, I don't. I don't know whether I have any some, favorite food. Some, some foie gras, <laughs> sirloin. <Ew. laughs> I'm not that fancy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that my favorite meal is like lasagna but if he's sending me breakfast you you can't go wrong with crumpets oh i love crumpets <laughs> you are so stereotypically british that i can't even make a joke <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm gonna be stereotypically american because if we're talking breakfast biscuits and gravy biscuits this doesn't and- sound like breakfast <laughs> biscuits and gravy that's what that's the first thing amber is eating when she comes to america i We're- don't want no cookies and chicken stock it's not it's good biscuits and gravy is my number one if we're talking... They have food called grits. Who would choose to eat, like, grainy sand? We got grits. We got cornmeal mush. We got... And we're know, not... That sounds like food. Oh, Ohio is the most southern of the northern states. We have the southern hospitality. We have the southern food. Um, we just don't have the southern weather. But we are very southern because it is all cows and cornfields here. Um, but yeah, that would be my ideal breakfast. However, uh, you guys probably don't know this, but my husband does, I mean, he's like five-star chef, like, at home. He he is very obsessed with learning how to cook different things. And um, he made me a, how much did he spend on it? It was like a $200 steak that he bought and had shipped from Japan. And it was a Wagyu steak. So I'm sorry, Jackson, unless you can whip me up like a $200 Wagyu steak, I don't know if you're ever going to really impress me with any type of food that you could say. I think it would be very rare. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to cook. Yeah. I mean, you know, I eat my steak rare anyway, so. But hey, if it's, if it's cooked by, if it's cooked by the man of your dreams, I would take a cheese toasty. A grilled cheese, sorry. From from Hudders? Oh, absolutely. Hudders. Hudson Hudson can make me like boiled water and I'd be happy. Hudson could punch me in the face and I would say thank you. We've <laughs> <laughs> got it hard, guys. We've got it good. <laughs> oh god. Well, let's go ahead and read some fan answers on that note. Um, let's see. A lot of book stuff said pancakes. Um, let's see. Oh, let's see. Is it Alex? I'm gonna have to try pancakes too because we don't. We don't like our pancakes are crap. Yeah, we've got (laughs) we've got a video of uh, us making pancakes and Amber trying to make pancakes somewhere on YouTube. Don't say trying. We made British pancakes and then we showed you the ideal toppings on there. We had the lemon and sugar, and then you put beans in a crate, cold baked beans. (laughs) 
<laughs> which you fully believed us as a topping and my Hudson committed to that video that poor poor man <laughs> and then the last one was Marmite dunked in tea <laughs> The thing is, her husband, her husband has the perfect BBC narrator voice, and he just full committed to the video, and he's dunking this this crepe into tea. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll the sound bite real quick and let them listen to it. Marmite and a cup of tea in butter. You can't have marmite without butter. No, no, you got you got to get your butter. Get your butter. You butter the pancake. Get some marmite, mm-hmm. and uh, get a little bit of that. Spread that on. Nice and thick. It's a solid breakfast pancake, this one. Yeah, yeah. This one's ready to start your day. You roll it up, and then you get your cup of tea, and you dunk it in the tea. Uh, uh, mm. That is my favourite pan crow. All right, that was that was it. Um, <laughs> I'll have to put a link to the video as well in the description. Yeah, if you guys are if you guys are uh, listening to this on YouTube, I'll put a link to it in the description. It also leads to my YouTube channel. But ignore ignore all the business <laughs> stuff. Um, let's see. A book journal said waffles. Let's see. Mm-hmm. AKA Nicole said a quesadilla. I here, Ooh, for breakfast. I like quesadillas, but a quesadilla can only be so good. There is a like there, there's, a, there's a quesadilla ceiling. There is a quesadilla ceiling. Like a quesadilla can only be so good. Um Grace Waffles said waffles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man, I've got I've got to try these waffles. People people love these waffles. Yeah, Our waffles are rubbish. You need some big fluffy Belgian waffles. That's what you're gonna have when you come for sure. I oh. mean, we're closer to Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> Cactus Cat's book said iced coffee, which yeah, I I think I'm there. I need like my my latest obsession has been uh, Grande Pumpkin Cream Cold Brew with an extra shot. I drink one of those. You sound so pretentious saying that. Man, every do you say do you say that at the window? Yes. <laughs> pumpkin cream or I'm sorry, I grande pumpkin cream cold brew extra shot. Like that I will just walk right up to a Starbucks window and that is that is what I order every time. Um Ooh, chicken and waffles. Do Again, not a thing that we have. Chicken and waffles is like I mean, you can get them savory where you get like a chipotle honey glaze instead of syrup, but then you can just get traditional chicken and waffles, which is like chicken tenders, fried chicken over regular waffles with normal maple syrup on top. And it's good. Um, add that Every to the- Brit with me is thinking of chicken nuggets, chicken, chicken dippers with the potato waffles that you get from like Iceland. No. Every you- Brit. Every Brit is thinking that. Potato waffles. Do you get potato waffles? No. Oh. If I could bring you some over, I would, but they're frozen, so they would be a bit minging. <laughs> Let's see. A little bit soggy. Margaret26 said shrimp and grits. That's another one. You can eat your grits sweet, um, but you can also eat your grits savory. It's, and shrimp- It's just prawns with extra sand, isn't it? Shrimp and grits, yeah, it does have kind of like a sandy. <laughs> it's it's almost like a shrimp and rice. Grits are basically like a- like if you were to take rice and make it like all chopped up, tiny, teeny, tiny shrimp and grits. Um, are there any other good ones? Let's see. Uh, I can't read everybody's names because a lot of your screen names are kind of like not names. legible. Yeah. Um, 
let's see, tacos or hibachi. I mean, hibachi is more of an, like, if I'm getting hibachi, I want the experience. I want to sit at the hibachi and have, like, my chef standing at the table flipping eggs around into his hat. And what's hibachi? Oh, my God. You've never, oh, God. We got to take that, add that to the list of things. Hibachi is. I don't even know what it is. Hibachi is when you go to, like, a Japanese steakhouse and they cook the food in front of you and you all sit around the table and they flip the food all around and do a bunch of tricks yeah, the, the, no, the, we don't have that. Okay, well, lucky. or if we do, it's it's not here, not in, <laughs> not in, not in sweet and sunny South Hampshire with lots of trees. Well, that's another one that's going on to our list of to dos while you're here. And tacos, I've got to try tacos as well because Grace eats tacos in the prison, so therefore we have to have tacos. We'll make those for you. My husband makes some killer uh, street tacos. You're going to have to teach me how to eat them without making a mess. You don't. Well. You don't. Oh, okay. So it, it, that's part of the design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't. Especially, uh, he can also do the, oh God, what are they called? The ones that you dip. Um, I can't remember, but he can do those as well. And they're very messy. So there are a lot of people said um, waffles. Oh, wow. There's a, a, <laughs> a lot of these are very, uh, very sexually suggestive. Oh, I'll let you read through those later. Oh, I see. Bravo, okay. guys. Bravo. Can't say them out loud, but bravo. Um, but then my, my favorite one is, you know, in in the question, what could Jackson bring you for breakfast? And to win your heart, someone just said Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is the only answer that's acceptable right now. Yeah, that one. That's. That's the okay answer. Um, so we didn't actually have a fan question this week, um, simply because I we're kind of running short on one specifically about Crave. So I will make sure that we have one for next week. But I felt like we had so many like funny things coming from the fan poll and the question of the week that we were good with. We were good without them. Um, but yeah, Amber, did you have anything you wanted to add before we finish up? Uh, that is everything. Um, I'm quite excited for the next chapters because I feel like it starts getting like the like tunnel because she goes to her classes for the first time and we get in the tunnel scene. I I hope. Thing is, every time we go, oh, it's the next chapters is going to be this chapter, and then we start reading, and I'm like, oh, there's like three chapters before. <laughs> it's because we read the first one so fast our first time around that it feels like it feels like everything moved a lot faster than it actually is now that we're having to pace ourselves. I would I would like to know whether people are enjoying the pace at which we're reading these, like whether they're enjoying it or whether they want us to cover it a bit faster to get to crush faster. Because I think if we worked it out, we would be getting to the end of Covet right when Court is announced to which, be released. Which technically would be perfect, but if you guys are bored, you know, we can always do something else like yeah we, we've got lots of content that we could plan like the silly like trying foods that are in like actual videos as well rather than just podcasts um we we also i've i have read all of a court of thorn and roses i have also read shatter me and i have also read um i started reading black dagger brotherhood again which is a really great series if you haven't read it um i tried i tried to read fury born I really, really tried. It, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't. Is anybody else in the same boat as me? Because I just couldn't. 
Yeah, message us on Instagram, guys. Uh, it, our- was a, it was a weird format. Message us, send us a message on Instagram at Crave Series Aesthetic. Let us know if you're enjoying the pacing, if you want anything in between, if you're happy with how things are going, then we will just carry on because we do want to make sure that we're getting to uh, the end of the series in time to cover court. Because what I would like to do with that is mm, do, you know, almost like you guys get to read it along with us each week where we cover a few chapters. And I would, I, I, I'm not going to be able to not just read it all. Um, I was thinking oh, it would be... No, me neither. Yeah, I was like, man, it would be fun to like read read it with them, but we'll end up getting it spoiled. So what I will probably do and what Amber will probably do is we will end up devouring it within a day or two, and then we will start recording episodes. But guys, thanks so much for listening. Like I said, send us a message at Crave Series Aesthetic to let us know if you're happy with how the content is going or if you'd like us to change anything up. Um, and other than that, I guess have a great week. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.